Welcome to episode six of the Becoming Army podcast. My name is Lisa, or Soph, and in this episode, I'll be introducing Anne to V, aka Kim Young, aka the man trying his hardest to break his way into my bias line. Hi, Anne. How's your week been? Um, busy. <laughs> As every week is, uh, November is one of my worst months. It's one of my busiest months along with April and June uh, for all the reasons about my jobs that we don't talk about on shows, but it's why things go to shit uh, every April, every November, every June, and then they stay shit for a while because it's hard to get back on track with our various shows, but we are committed to getting through at least episode seven of this of this show. And we should committed be committed, to... probably. Yeah. As well. Uh, <laughs> uh, some of us more than others. Some of us more than others need some commitment time. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm interested in talking about uh, V. Um, I have some opinions that are likely to piss off uh, V stand, and I'm sorry about that. Um, well, well, since when has fear of people not liking your opinions ever kept you from expressing your opinions? <laughs> Never, but at the same time, I don't. I don't actively go out of my way to to piss off really good people who have reasons for liking what they like. Um, so I apologize in advance if I'm not as excited about V as I was about the others. But I'm not. This All is right. still good. Well, Let's have go fun into talking it. about it and his oral fetish. Uh, yeah, good. this 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 picture of him on the cover of Vogue with a necklace dangling out of his mouth. Yeah. Um. There are other things I would like to see dangling out of his mouth, but you know that's for the X-rated version of this podcast. Oh, this, this up... isn't the X-rated version. <laughs> no, I think I think we keep I think we keep this strictly R-rated. Uh, although the uh, Motion Picture Association of America ratings are complete and total bullshit, arbitrary as that board does not have any rules whatsoever, despite what people say, and yeah. is run by the most conservative motherfuckers who need to be removed from it and stop rating films. Fair, fair. <laughs> Go watch the documentary. This film is not rated. I have, I have. Yep. Seen it, so you you know what I'm talking. I'm telling <laughs> you the rest. I'm telling the audience. If you think that the ratings on movies mean anything, you're wrong. Believe They're me, arbitrary. Ar- Army is very familiar with bodies of people that <laughs> grannies uh, <clears throat> that that yeah. think they can just make up whatever rules they want. To, to determine whatever outcome they want. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck them all. Um, yeah, basically. But let's talk about V, who is a very pretty boy. He's very pretty. He is very pretty. Uh, and every time he's on the cover of Vogue, as when any of them were on the cover of Vogue, it just kind of drives me wild. So that's why I had to put uh, two pictures up from that photo shoot for you. So I'm happy that you... I agree that he is very pretty. I mean, the photogenics of all seven members of BTS (laughs) are just so over the top. Like, just, you know, they they don't actually need to sing or say anything. Just continue taking pictures of them. And I'm sure that that would actually be enough to keep you entertained until you die. Well, if if Young's Instagram recently is any indication, then this is very true. Mm. He, He likes to get on there and, like, be very teasing and oh look it's my shoulders i'm i'm naked under here but you can't see uh all the pictures blurry so you can't see but i'm naked under here 
Tehin, everyone is naked under their clothes. Well, anyway, I I did share a couple of uh, introduction videos like I have been doing for all the other members. Mm-hmm. Um, just as a, most people listening probably know, but to continue our, our kind of our lesson on him. He is one of the vocalists for BTS. Uh, he was the, the last member announced for the group. He actually wasn't even announced until after they debuted. He's kind of a, a surprise member. Um, one of the things I, I really like about his performance is he has a, a, a really deep voice uh, and he's able to evoke some of those soulful emotions um that that other members don't portray with their voice um of course he can still hit the high notes that any well-trained k-pop <laughs> vocalist can do um he plays a lot of instruments um you know who knows for how long <laughs> uh so, you know saxophone violin trumpet um and he has a great love of the jazz music genre in general. Um, mm-hmm. Did you have any impressions on on that? I was a little disappointed that jazz didn't play as much into his style as I thought it was. For as much as that's a thing that he's a part of, but I guess yeah. that a lot of a lot of things in jazz don't really fit into most of what BTS is doing. But I think yeah. that it would be. I think that that there's an interesting fusion there for BTS to explore later on down the line, because I think that I think that for as talented vocally as these guys are, and they really are, um, there's a lot that they could do with improvisation, scat, and uh, various styles of jazz that would work well um, with the dances they do, with with their performances. I don't know yeah. if it would be the best thing it would just be interesting um i'm pretty excited they've started releasing their solo albums and i think when his solo album comes out it's going to portray a lot more of that style like delve deeper into it more so that's something to look forward to for me true enough um like a lot of the other members he has written and produced uh, some of his own songs, but like I said, he hasn't yet come out with his own solo album, so he hasn't really got to express his his personality instead of like the group's personality. Um, and I think that really does kind of un- make it why I'm the least excited about him as as opposed to everyone else we've talked about. Because um, you haven't gotten to see that that music style of musicality from him yet, even though we kind of talk about it and you, you can peek it in there in some of his songs. But. Yeah, there's definitely some of that there. And this is definitely, this is definitely someone who is, who is talented and it's hard to rank talent. And I wouldn't even dare to try for fear of um, uh, the legions of BTS fans who might invade my Twitter and and threaten me by posting pictures of pretty boys over and over and over again. Oh Please no! Don't, do, don't that to me. do that! Don't do that! Don't Please. don't post! Don't post! Don't don't go to Twitter. Uh, dot com slash Anne with an E underscore Elise 
and and DM me or or respond to any post I make with lots and lots of pictures of pretty uh, K-pop boys. Just don't don't do that. I don't know if I'd be able to survive. Please don't do that. Me neither. Just don't just don't do it. Just... That that's most of what my Twitter is, and I barely survive going on there some days. Uh, and they're basically all I think about. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, some other aspects of his career. He is the only member that is dipped into some acting uh, in a K-drama a few years back, and I, I am not at all sure how to pronounce it. Uh, ho, ho, wh- ho, rang? Um, um, I Hua haven't watched... Hua, Hua Ring. Ring. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm trying to... So, so the way it's romanized, the H should be implied but not but not stated. Yeah. It's Hua Ring. Hua Ring. And I think yeah. that I think that that W A is supposed to be a bit of a diphthong, uh, as opposed to a straight vowel. Mm. But I'm not positive. Uh, Romanized Korean is very hard for me. It's not like the decades of experience I have uh, pronouncing Romanized Japanese. So mm. yeah, and I, I've been learning uh, Korean a little bit, and I it's hard because the Romanization is like different from obviously the it's it's not (laughs) it's not untrue of whenever you romanize uh asian languages it's very hard to read romanization of japanese korean chinese and vietnamese those are the four main languages i'm used to seeing romanized and each one of them has different rules along with it um so and also because the romanization isn't using straight up IPA, if this was written straight up IPA, which is the uh, uh, initialism for um, international phonetic alphabet, then it would be easy to pronounce. But because we romanize and not uh, not uh, put Asian languages in IPA, not that most people would know how to pronounce IPA anyways. Only dorks like me who have been to too many linguistics classes. But um, it would be nice if there's a standardized. Way well, it is standardized. Different. It is standardized within the romanization of each language, mm. but it's not standardized for Westerners to be able to understand how this should be pronounced. No, you anyway. kind of have to study each one individually. So that's that's yeah. your that's your dip into linguistics and romanization of Asian languages today. Thank you, Professor Ann. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't actually watched the show because uh, I am only dipping my toe recently into the K-drama, like, horde of K-dramas that are on Netflix. Um, and I haven't gotten to that one yet. But. It is wise to dip your toe into K-drama and not go in full full hog because you will never come out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, he the videos I gave you touched on his style and... Maybe it's one of the reasons he's appealing to me is he's got a very classic, and it goes along with the jazz a little bit, classic Hollywood style. Like, he loves a good suit and tie, um, and I really appreciate that about his style, too. Mm-hmm. Um, along with that, the videos we, we saw touched on his personality a little bit, and we'll talk about it more later. Um but he's got this very mischievous personality, um, especially when he gets together with Jimin, who, you know, I don't, I don't want to get into the shipping wars, but him and Jimin are, are 
best friends. They they wrote a song called Friends where they sang about how much they love each other. So, you know. Um, why didn't you get... give me that? <laughs> I, seriously, I why did, no, seriously, why <laughs> didn't you give me Pretty Boy and Handsome Boy talking about how much they love each other? I feel cheated by these show notes now. I'm sorry. I actually had a bit of a hard time. Because I, I wasn't sure if his the songs that he is out really portrayed, like what I wanted to portray to you about him. But there, he doesn't have a lot. Like he has a lot of soundtracks, like songs to get like, K dramas. But that mm-hmm. that isn't ex- like while that will demonstrate his vocal skills, it doesn't really doesn't really share his his personality per se. So I had a little bit of trouble. So I'm sorry that I thought about doing that one, but I didn't. Maybe All in right the future. <laughs> uh, it's a great song, though. Uh, of course, every BTS song is a great song. Um, but he is really captivating to me. <laughs> and this is why he's probably breaking his way onto my bias line. He is the 100% flirtiest freaking member of BTS. Oh, yeah. It, and he really like they all have a great stage presence of course but he really demands your attention like i i know you're looking at me i know you think i'm hot i know you want to do x-rated things to me and i'm just going to feed feed into it as much as as humanly possible (laughs) he knows how powerful he is and he wields that power with no mercy whatsoever (laughs) And that's that's what's making you weak in the knees. Um, yep. Yeah. This this is. He probably doesn't have that power over you. Uh, no, because but... again, I while I like looking at pretty boys, I'm really into older men. So <laughs> these guys are all significantly younger than me. Most of them were born when I was in high school. So yeah. while they are while they are nice to look at. I'm not actually into them in that way. Now, if they want to just make out with each other, I'll just sit over here and look and go, ooh, isn't that pretty? Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's basically it's basically how I feel about it. It's like this is this is nice, this is pleasant. a uh, little bit more shipping, uh, please. <laughs> there well, you we, go. We established in the last episode that you're a very dirty girl. Oh yeah, rotten, rotten to the rotten, rotten girl, girl. That's the word I was looking for. Rotten girl to the core. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. this is uh, this, there's so much like fun stuff in here uh, with the uh, extra video that you that you gave us uh, to watch and and review. Um, he is incredibly charming. Uh, I just I wasn't as captivated by it, and you know part of it. Part of it is we did Jimin last month. And he is There's, a whole I mean, vibe. <laughs> just, just, okay, just, just done. It's hard I, to follow I, Jimin. I could, I could have stopped after Jimin because uh, <laughs> holy shit, is that boy pretty. Uh, this is not the Jimin episode. Go listen to the Jimin episode. <laughs> but this is, it's, you know, and, and it's no, no slight on V, no slight on Taehyun. It's just, eh, th- nothing well, really grabbed me. So we're, we're all to have preferences. I mean, there's a reason why most of us have biases, even though even though we love them all, there are certain ones that just 
hit that right note for us, so to speak. <laughs> yep. And and one of the the fun things about this, it's not really here nor there, but there's this term that a lot of armies use to say we love each other. Um, and he Taeyang's the person who made this up, and it's the borahe, and it's uh, a combination of the Korean words for purple and I love you. <laughs> so we use that a lot. Um, say I purple you instead of I love you. So yeah, I saw that stuff. <laughs> it's it's a little silly, but you know, Taeyang's a little silly, Army's a little silly. It all works. Um, after those introduction videos, I had you watch the first one was BTS is whipped for Young as, as mm. we all, as we all are. Um, and it's just a lot of him being handsome and charming and cute as a button. Yep. It's just, <laughs> there, there's not a whole lot other to say about that. Um, and I do again, want to talk about how these videos are both candid and staged at the same time. Yeah. So they are, they are set up to be recorded, but it does feel like nothing has been, or very little has been prescribed as to what they're going to be doing in the videos. And so the reactions come off as very natural, which was, is probably oh, yeah. an indication that they are. It's absolutely so, all natural. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, it's not all natural. They're wearing clothes. Um, <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> I know, I know. So if you're turning into a dirty old lady. Turning? I know. <laughs> I am, um, yeah. That's a, no that's a topic for another podcast. No shame. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's a fun video to watch because it's amazing to me how anyone can really survive being that close with someone that flirty and so handsome mm-hmm. um the next video i had you watch was kim Young being extra we've touched a little bit of this when we were this was when we were this introducing was, him this was fun this wasn't as much fun as the other kind of extra videos you've given me um and again, it hurts that he's coming after Jim. And I mean, I'm sorry, V, you're being followed by the one who probably tickled me the most. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. Tell me more about Jim and tickling you. Uh, I would tell you more about Jim and tickling me if it was a physical tickling, but it, he just kind of like tickled my sensibilities. Gotcha. So not much I can do about that. But I liked, I like Kim Young's sense of humor. It, it's really kind of the most similar to my sense of humor, just making random stupid jokes that probably nobody will get unless they like have known you for a, a decade or something. Just mm-hmm. having no shame, being being yourself, being a little weird. Who cares? <laughs> and I True love that he, he's so comfortable for to be able to to do that. Um, the last thing I had you watch is a little different, um, but when I came across it, uh, I really thought it would be a sweet thing to share. Um, they do this, uh, at least they used to before COVID times, uh, a travel show where they would all mm-hmm. call Bon Voyage. Uh, and in this season, they 
all went out on a boat at sunset and wrote loving letters to each other and read them off. Uh, and this is the letter um, that RM wrote to Taehyung, and I'll just read that. Okay. Hey, Young, uh, my first letter goes to you. That gives me a, a mix emotions, like the pebbles we have seen to our heart's content in Hawaii. It's hard to pick out what I want to say to you. Like the open sea we have enjoyed, it may be because we go far back with many memories we share. I remember when I first met you, when you came with your father to our dorm with big eyes, busy legs, your puckered lips. I knew at once that you would be a rascal. I also remember how you were anxious before our debut. Your unique and strange character got me puzzled at that time. So I wondered what aspect of yours helped you to bear everything at that time. But as time went by and my hair started to grow out, I realized that even me, who I thought was the norm, is also a strange and puzzling guy. And I was drawn by your uniqueness. And I was envious at that time because you easily befriend people and everyone likes you. You have shown everyone that your strangeness is actually your unique charm. You might say this makes you cringe, but since you started out as a trainee, I wanted to say I'm grateful to you as a friend and older member. Thank you for not becoming a farmer or playing the saxophone and coming to us to complete BTS. <laughs> and of course, I, I love whenever they ex express how much they love each other because we also love them. But Now kiss. Now kiss. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. This this was a really nice letter. This is a really sweet letter. But my my reaction to it was like, okay, now kiss. Well, that's because you're a rotten girl, Anne. Totally rotten. Hundred percent rotten. RM's not a rotten girl. Uh, I'm pretty sure RM's pretty rotten. <laughs> All right. No, I haven't shared uh, more recent things with you, but okay. you, might, you might be right. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. Okay, and again, a lot of the a lot of the the K-pop stuff that I interact with on a daily basis is the various shipping stuff that's happening on Twitter, uh, not mm -hmm. just BTS but across all of K-pop. Um, and it's very clear that they are leaning heavily into pretty people being with pretty people as just being luring, regardless of you know what you think you're into. Well, I, I don't really, I'm not really into the shipping side of Twitter. That's not what I enjoy about it. But Yes, but if you if you saw two members of BTS kissing, you'd probably just kind of stare at it for a while and feel very happy and warm. I, I refuse to answer that on the grounds that I may incriminate myself. You've already incriminated yourself by refusing to answer it. This isn't a criminal trial, so we can actually take your, invo your invoking of the Fifth Amendment as, as uh, evidence against you. Oh, no. Because that only I'm, applies to criminal trials. I'm doomed for sure now. Yep. People don't, <laughs> people don't know that about the Fifth Amendment, but yeah, it only applies to criminal legal proceedings. It does not apply to civil legal proceedings. Thank you, Professor Ann. Yep. All the shit that I know <laughs> that does me no good. Um, <laughs> and any last thoughts on, on that? Or you, you just want to see them kiss, mostly. Um. I thought that this is a really sweet letter. All joking aside about about boys kissing, uh, this was a really sweet letter. This is really touching, and again, it is it. 
it makes sense the amount of devotion that army has to bts in that everything these boys do comes off as super genuine even though again you know you know korean pop music is such uh overly rehearsed stage production it never comes off it never comes off as fake it never comes off as phony it always comes off as real and i think that part of that is because that when you have these seven boys who are just with each other a lot of the time there is genuine affection for what they're doing and the massive amount of success that they're having and so part yeah. of it i think is genuine and part of it is also you know just smart business in that they well, they know that this is good for their business this is good well, for the bottom line they definitely are aware uh, that shipping exists and mm-hmm. <laughs> they they joke about it um and they definitely are well trained but i think they express genuine thoughts and emotions through in a well trained way to the yes. to their best advantage so to speak i i I think both things can both things can be true at the same time (laughs) yep um which is something we've talked about on every single episode basically Um, i think it's it's part of what makes this valuable to the fans is the fans can basically take all this information and make whatever story in their own mind they want to make out of it make out of it make out (laughs) Well, on that note, let's move along to the songs I had to pick out that none of which are are the song friends, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, but the first song I had you uh, listen to was Stigma from their Wings album that came out in 2016. Um, and like we touched on at the beginning, I think the song really demonstrates his vocal range. Mm-hmm. It hits both the signature low notes and also the high notes. Um it's kind of a an odd I couldn't really think of how to describe the style of the song. But it's like it's not one that I've heard a lot in pop music. What what sort of style would you compare this song to, Anne? Of the songs that we've listened to, this is the one that is the most influenced by jazz. There's a syncopated uh drum beat that starts at the beginning. The piano is a very jazz style piano. So this is almost a lounge song. Like yeah. you could you could imagine this being done with a set uh piano and stand-up bass. In fact, it feels orchestrated like that. This is so this song comes off as a lounge song. Now the problem that I had with the first two that you gave me is that they did not have the lyrics in the video. Oh. So that was a little bit of a difficulty. But yeah, this and, and at the same time, it starts off as that kind of syncopated lounge jazz style, and it goes into what is a very um, kind of normal Korean ballad, but with that syncopation still happening in the background between the drums and the piano. So I thought it was a well-constructed uh, song, and it was, I think, the only song of the four that she gave me to listen to that really tapped into uh these uh leanings towards jazz yeah the lyrics the lyrics are pretty at this point they're pretty standard for a bts ballad there's not a whole lot um 
there's not a whole lot from left for me to say about these when they do ballads yeah. their ballads are very personal and they're very they're very um vague in that they exist not just for the singers to express their feelings but for the audience to imprint their feelings onto what the singers are saying absolutely um, and i was a little loath to analyze the lyrics here too much because it's part of it's called the bangtan bangtan universe they had mm-hmm. a whole i may have i have touched on this with you before where it's a, a like kind of like you know Marvel Cinematic Universe, where it's the storyline of all these characters who all happen to have the same names, but it's not like their real life story. It's just kind of a made up dramatization. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know how much I I appreciate the songs most that um, are an expression of their real life personal experience, which is probably why I'm a sugar bias. (laughs) That's what he does best. Um, The other song that is again in sign of kind kind of that same most close to a jazz style loungy style um was singularity and this is probably my favorite of his solo songs um it's it's and it's one of those where if you read the lyrics it's completely it does that thing that a lot of bts songs do where you have this like the the musicality of of the song portrays one emotion but if you actually read the lyrics it's something completely opposite <laughs> well let's let's uh. step to the side for a moment and talk about the first 40 seconds of the video that you gave me where uh v is flirting with himself yes using a coat rack <laughs> and a jacket yes and Seriously, for as good as this song is, that was like the most impressive thing about the entire week's worth of videos that you gave me. Because I'm sorry, this is not easy. This, this to a lot of people, this looks pretty easy to do. This is not. This is this is high level um, body and mime acting. And I know when a lot of people hear mime, they think stupid French street performers. That's not what mime is. That's those are mimes. Yes. But what he is doing here with his hands and this jacket hanging on the coat rack is just really convincing and really well done. Um, particularly Absolutely. the part where the hand grabs his shoulder and he takes it off. Yeah. And then the hand moves his chin about. And he I like mean, grins really wickedly mm-hmm. and I mean it's flirtiness. It's, <laughs> the rest of this performance at the Tokyo Dome, which is just fantastic but the masks are a great are a great match the performance itself overshadows the song Mm. and so i don't think the song really matters as much for as just how much this performance would make someone into a v bias yeah because this is this is incredibly alluring and classy at the same time um and that sums up V pretty well <laughs> as to why I like him. It's, He's inc- it, incredibly alluring and classy at the same time. It's not, it's not pornographic, but it's just on the edge of being erotic. And, Absolutely. And and it's it's just it's walking a very fine line between between singing the song to an audience and masturbating. Because that's I, what it is. And there's actually a staging of this song 
I believe, where he just starts out lying in a bed singing it, literally. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's not a, a totally off reading. And and that's why I love this song so much. It's so sensual and smooth and soulful. Mm. I just, I don't even care that the lyrics are heartbreakingly sad. <laughs> like, well, that, the, that puts it in line with so much of of what he's drawing from in here because the style of lounge singing jazz that he seems to be pulling from leads directly into R&B. And a lot of R&B songs, especially in English, aren't happy songs. There are songs about relationships gone wrong. I mean, R&B has more in common with country music than it does with most other forms of music in that every love it just ends up not working out. And the ones yeah. where it does end up working out, that those songs end, end up being trite and forgettable. It's the it's the it's the rare positive R and B song like "My Girl" that becomes a classic. Um, for those of you who never listened to the Temptations, I grew up in Michigan. Motown's in my blood, bitches. Um, <laughs> and so this is this is this feels a lot in line with some of the more popular. Uh, R&B love songs of the 1990s that are about, you know, relationships not working you're, out. You're Tony Braxton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tony Braxton's a good as a good comparison here. Yeah. So uh, it didn't. Again, musically, this isn't doing that much for me. It's not my favorite thing to listen to, but the performance just overshadows everything because you did give us the the um, Love Yourself World Tour Tokyo yeah. version from this from two years ago, and it's. It's really pretty. It's really sensual, and at the same time, it is incredibly subject, subject, suggestive without being pornographic. Yeah, it it remains in the realm of erotica. Um, you 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 kind of have to stop yourself from licking the screen. Yeah, I have that problem a lot with BTS, yeah. honestly. <laughs> um, <sighs> moving on to that, these second two songs have a totally different vibe no like real jazzy influences per se um but it's a couple of my favorite sort of comfort songs um i had you listen to winter bear that was released on soundcloud in 2019 and fun fact i found out it was released on my birthday i really liked winter (laughs) winter bear and i can't really tell you why Hmm. So of the of the four songs you gave me this week, this one was this one was my favorite song. Yeah. Um, and I don't have any good reason for it. It just kind of hit me in a calming moment, and it was incredibly calming. The cinematography of the video is nice. The cinematography of all these videos is super nice. It's hard for a K-pop video not to have amazing cinematography. But just the song felt like very chill and relaxing. This is something you could put on a vibe playlist and you'd not even notice it. Absolutely. Um, That's one of the reasons I like it so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not a lot to say. You, you kind of said. No. It's, it's, it's just it's, a it's very a... comforting got that acoustic guitar it's just kind of him it's, wandering around it's a fucking cup of tomato soup okay let's talk yeah. about what it actually is <laughs> it's a cup of tomato soup with with some cheese in it you're you're just good you're good you don't need anything else <laughs> you don't need to overanalyze it it's just no there's no there's no comfort <laughs> there's no analysis there's no analysis that needs to happen it's just fine fine 
then the the last song um i shared with you was like i said he's done a lot of uh songs for k-drama soundtracks and sweet night uh i thought while it's not a personal story to him um i mean he did a good job as he's trained to do of course to Mm -hmm. like act out the the story of the song even if he doesn't personally connect with it um yeah, I think this is a song that would make more sense if I had it in the context of the K-drama. Yeah. Um, it's not doing a lot for me outside of the context, and part of that is because I'm being deprived of a video uh, with the version that you gave me, so thanks a lot for that. Uh, well, first you complain that one doesn't have the, the lyrics, and then you complain that Look, you're that the one who, you're the video. one who selected all the stuff. Uh, I did. I, the, I did. The, the, the lyrics are nice. It's just I don't think that with I think that if this had been set to images from the K drama, that yeah. would convey the story. That's, that would make a little bit uh, uh, more sense. But this uh, again kind of comes off as a very stere- uh, stereotypical ballad. That's not a good or a bad thing. It's just what it is. And it didn't yeah. do anything for me. It didn't give me the the pleasant vibe of Winter Bear. Um, and the lyrics are perfectly fine. There's, they're perfectly serviceable. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, if your kink is consent, this is definitely up your alley. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's a fair analysis. I actually wouldn't say it's one of my favorites, but I thought it it did a good job of demonstrating um, his vocal performance. Um, so we've... You kind of touched on this already, and we've we, we've done a, a couple different styles of his songs. Um, can you elaborate at all on what your favorite style or or overall impression of him as a vocalist? Well, a little bit more of what I would like to see from him is again, I'd like to see a little bit more of him playing with the jazz. Yeah, um, me too. Because it just it feels like it's a background. Um, uh, aspect to the first two songs. It doesn't really feel like it comes into the third song. I think there's room for more experimentation in uh, BTS. Um, I really yeah. thought that. I really thought that. Again, a large portion of I think what makes BTS BTS is their stage show, and so I think that that helps a lot of the videos that you've given me. Um, where you've given me stage performance videos, or I forget who you had me watch just their Lollapalooza video. Oh yeah, J Hope. I had you just watch yep. this entire Lollapalooza performance. I mean, that was that was the best of of the stuff that you've given me. Where I yeah. feel like I could watch that performance over and over again, as I'm sure most fans <laughs> of Army could watch that performance over and over yeah. again. In fact, yeah. most of you have. Yeah, yes, um, absolutely. And that's kind of why I've, I've been leaning more towards the finding you a good stage performance than just giving you the music video. Yeah, and I think that's what... Well, I also like the music videos as well. It's just... Yeah. Uh, I think that Sweet Night hurts from not being a song set to scenes in the K-drama. Because I think that if the song was put in the context of the K-drama it's from, it would have a lot more impact on me. I think that Winter Bear's perfectly lovely vibe song is probably my favorite of the four songs you gave me to listen to. And as we already talked quite endlessly about, the performance and singularity is just 
too delicious. I mean, it, it's <laughs> it's scream lickable, and, and it just entirely is. too delicious. Absolutely. I mean, it, uh, it's a cho- it's a chocolate brownie topped with ice cream and caramel. Hmm. So, hmm. you know, what, what more do you need to say? <laughs> you you know, I think we've we've said how much we want to lick Taeyang as much as we can without getting an X rating. Uh, so let's <laughs> let's move on. I did. Do we um, have to? <laughs> no, we, we don't. Absolutely, do not have to. We can uh, keep licking. <laughs> um, but I will move on to the next section here. It, it's it is kind of hard to convey, con- convey, convey, con- convey. Words are hard. Um, all the reasons why we love our biases in army. So I reached out to some very lovely folks on Twitter who were kind enough to share their thoughts on Tay and why he means so much to them. So let me read off a couple of those. Um, From at zero o'clock happy. uh, She said, I'm not quite sure how to put my love for Tay Young into words. When I wanted to learn about BTS, he was the first one to catch my eye. I thought to myself, who is that? I like him. He just had this aura about him that drew me in. And in some small ways, I felt like I could relate to him. He has this unique and wonderful personality that I fell in love with. And the more I learned about him, the more I fell in love. I love his boxy smile, his love for jazz and oldies music, his kind, compassionate heart, his deep, sexy voice. And his stage presence is like no other. When I saw Singularity live, okay, I'm going to inject here what I saw that she actually saw that performance live. I was extremely jealous. Um, Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, when I saw Singularity live, I almost died a very sexy death. As As did we all, yeah. As did we all. Jinx. (laughs) That man knows how to command a stage, and he knows how to flirt. But besides the fact that he makes me weak with every thirst trap he takes, I first and foremost love him for who he is, a humble, compassionate, and talented man who has been a great source of comfort in my life. That's why I love Kim Young. And I'm sorry for interjecting into the reading the quote there, but... I'm not. I'm not, because we all, not died, we all died a sexy death watching that. A very I mean, sexy is, death. I mean, this is why <laughs> orgasm is literally referred to as little death. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Come on, people. Read your classical literature. uh, I also have a tweet from Lady V. Um, She said, he's an old soul, a social butterfly, innocent heart, a unique mind, genuinely nice and sweet. Also too damn hot and sexy. Hot, low voice, and a perfect face, literally. (laughs) She even had a hard time forming complete sentences. She was so... Uh, overwhelmed by that. Understandable. I can see why people are overwhelmed by him. <laughs> and finally here, uh, Sarah, who was on our Jimin episode, uh, who can be found at, at Magnetic Mochi. All right. Hopefully it's not too long. Summarizing is tough, though. Uh, Young is lovable in so many ways. He's the kind of guy who doesn't give a single shit about what anybody thinks of him. And I really respect that. He's obviously ridiculously handsome, but what I love the most about him is his truly unique personality. His sense of humor is odd sometimes, and he often delivers it totally deadpan, which makes it even funnier. There's a good reason he's affectionately called Alien. 
He's always thinking so far out of the box when playing games with other members, wording his sentences strangely without meaning to, spacing out during interviews, starting random role plays with Jimin for no apparent reason. He looks so serious at first glance, but is actually super friendly and social. Our mysterious V, our Tay-Tay, needless to say, I'm very fond of him, which I am too. I am too, Sarah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have something to say? No, I'm just, you know, I can understand what all, what everyone who's biased towards the, are seeing and saying about him. And it makes me feel even guiltier to say this is like easily my least favorite member so far. Even though I'm having a good time, even though I'm having a good time with it, that doesn't mean I don't like him. I it mean, just... you obviously had a a good time watching some of his. Oh, totally. I had his I, stuff. As with every single week, every every single member that we've done so far, I've had nothing but a good time exploring this. It just he has not sparked me quite the way the other members have. So that's that's perfectly understandable. We can't. We don't have the same feelings for everybody we care about. We have. We care about them in different ways, and I, I don't think anybody should be upset with you for him not being the love of your life. By the way, if you are upset with me, just continue to flood my Twitter with pictures of, of hot Korean uh, pop stars. Just go go for it. Yeah, and then I can uh, tag me in those in those as well. Yeah, just so, just yeah. let us just let us know how angry you are at this episode, Taehyun fans, by just flooding our Twitter with pictures of Daehyung. Just, you know. Partially clothed or not clothed. Not clothed at all. Yeah, just just keep <laughs> keep keep it up. Just just express your anger and rage that way. Absolutely. Okay? Uh well And that, want... that'll teach us our lesson. That I mean, we'll learn from this. I love being taught a lesson. Uh anyway. This, this podcast <laughs> is really towing the line. <laughs> Anyway, thank you, uh, Sarah and Lady V and Zero O'Clock Happy for um, taking the time to contribute to the episode and for helping me express Young's unique charms uh, to Anne here. Um, that kind of brings us to the close of the show. Anne, now is the time for me to ask you the question I ask you every, every episode. Um, but which you'd never really answer to my satisfaction. A- a- any biases making themselves known to you so far? Not really. <laughs> um, there's definitely preferences that I have, but again, and, you know, Army, I'm sorry, I'm never going to get above a casual fan. It- it's not going to happen. <laughs> you want it to happen. You- if you want it to happen, you know, recast my life where I'm not working 80 hours a week and I can have time to dedicate to this. But other than when Soph posts this or random videos show up in my YouTube feed because of all the stuff Soph makes me watch, uh, <laughs> I don't think about this as much as you guys do. I barely get time to, to think about the hobbies that I already have, as we talked about in the pre-show today. It's just, it's really hard. Um, but I saying- really, I love, I love the fact that I get to do this show with you you know, once a month, we'd do it more often if we could, because yeah. it takes me down just a very pretty, happy road for a couple of hours a week. So just for those of you, here's a peek behind the scenes. I watch the stuff a couple of days after Soph posts it. Usually by the time Soph's done 
the notes. I don't have time to watch them. I'm usually in the middle of one of my jobs. Um, and then I make a note to make sure I've got some time to watch them. And then on the day of recording, I rewatch everything. Yeah. Um, so it's fresh in my mind. And sometimes while we're while we're talking about the songs, I will play the song so I can be so I can speak knowledgeably about them. But other than that, I don't interact with the stuff at all. Other than, you know, occasionally seeing stuff on Twitter, which I barely get to look at my Twitter anymore. Um, it's it's really it's a really upsetting time to be me. Um <laughs> so that's sad. Uh, it's 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 hard it's hard to interact with this and i'm so happy that we're doing this show it's because it gives me a chance to learn new stuff and to to find new things to talk about and to connect with one of my best friends over her favorite Aww. thing in the world and i love doing the show and i hope we're going to keep going for quite a while because this is i a, hope so this too. is a show i just have to show up to i don't have to fucking write it <laughs> i've got some fun ideas for what we could do once we're done and there will be some tables turning. I will be I yeah. will be turning the tables on <laughs> stuff a couple of times. So, but I at at the since you got mushy, I'll get a little mushy and say get mushy. I I get so anxious over writing the notes and getting ready to produce the show because I want to do like my best possible job. But I really just love getting on here and sharing something I love with someone I love. And I even though. You're never going to be an army like I'm an army. I really, really, um, I can't, I think, more than a pre treasure this time where I, I treasure that you let me share something I love like this with you, even if it's never going to be mean as much to you as it means to me. So and I that's really... the most important thing to take from this from this podcast is that you know let yourself be swept up by your friends' passions. You might find something really cool, even if you don't get into it the way they do. Yeah, you still can like have a good, uh, um, fun time. So yeah, yeah, and and it's a fun thing learning too about producing and and writing a podcast. So. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that and soon up... editing the podcast yourself. Mm, sure, uh-huh. that's not um... happening. <laughs> I'm still going to be editing the shows well into our 80s. Well, I hope that we are still doing podcasts in 40 years. Uh, if, if podcasts still exist, if it <laughs> hasn't been replaced by something else completely, um... <laughs> if if the whole internet's not uh, been monetized by Elon Musk. Uh... Oh yeah, that's something we talked about last <laughs> night on 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 the show. Uh, fuck Elon Musk. Fuck what he's doing to the internet. Fuck what he's doing to Twitter. Uh, if you are a fan of Elon Musk, you are the worst kind of person on the internet. Fuck you. Don't listen to any of our shows. Go the fuck away and drink your own piss because you probably do. Here, here. Uh, <laughs> well, that brings us to the close of the show. I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, Taeyang biases like I said I my main goal with the show is to really try and do him justice so I hope I did well um the show can be found at becoming army pod on that platform uh I can be found at lisa 3325 uh where I'm of course mostly talking about bts though recently I've got back into world of warcraft so I may start posting uh pictures of Tyrande's booty just randomly. If you try to get me back into World of Warcraft, we're going to have a problem. Listen, you you 
want to play WoW. I really do. I really do. <laughs> um, Don't okay. act like I am pulling you kicking and screaming. If you had, like you said, you didn't have that second job, if you had more time to invest in you, in the passions you already have, like video gaming, you would already be playing. World I would be playing Dragonflight because Dragonflight looks so good. Although, uh, as much, you know, we're not going to talk about it here. We'll save it for next week. Um, but yeah, this, I, I really want to be playing an, an MMO. I just don't have time to dedicate to it. But we do have time to dedicate to plugging our the best of us and and the best show. And that that is Wicked's Gore podcast. Gore, which is her awesome and her pride and joy, her horror podcast where she talks about horror movies. Um, and everyone so- should go listen to it because you'll learn. All about horror movies, which is one of the most important genres in film and TV. Mm. And you should, it is. It has such an influence. Important. An influence. Yes. This mm. is not me speaking. This is the. <laughs> this is this is the film academia community speaking. Okay, you Professor Ann. <laughs> you talk to people who study film, and they will tell you just how influential horror is and has been on all of film. And how important horror directors are to everything else that we see in film. Um, because horror is largely about pushing limits. And without horror, we wouldn't have as much development in things like cinematography, staging, and lighting that we have. So when we talk about whether or not you like something, is not important. It's important to you, it's not important to anyone else. Horror as a genre is one of the most important genres in film because of how much it affects all of film. And so you should definitely listen to Wicked Kitten's Gore because you should, if if you love movies, you should at least know what is going on in horror because it will affect all other genres of film. And I do love movies. That's one of my great joys in life. Did you just say you love boobies? No, I do love boobies though. Okay, well, particularly my own, which are great. There anyway, <laughs> uh, everybody We've goes. We've now crossed the line. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anybody who's got this far knows what they're in for. Anyway, go listen to Gore. It's awesome. And mm-hmm. where can people find you on that platform? You can find me at underscore Elise, and we also need to talk about our other shows in the Q Girls Network. Uh, we released a really great episode of Q for Fun last month with Rockwell. Uh, you should definitely go check that out. Uh, Emily and I are still going strong on Anne and Emily Russell podcast. Not as strong as we would like because both of our works have been absolutely crazy. Emily has been working uh, 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. most days yeah. while her job is doing a new website. Um, so she's had she's just been swamped. Um, and we are still talking about bringing back both Anime Sweater and View for Fun, although plans on those have been on hold because i've been busier than i thought i was going to be and i already thought i was going to be really busy um we might have to make some changes and we still have not posted we did this awesome halloween episode with myself and wicked kitten and emily and it still has not been posted that'll come up a little bit later this week for those of you who aren't quite ready for thanksgiving and christmas and still need a little bit of halloween in your life i've already Um, started watching christmas movies and listening to christmas music i'll just i know make that known right now i know and we will be doing a christmas episode <laughs> um in in december probably um will we will the, the, hol- the halloween episode before christmas yeah, the halloween episode's coming out tomorrow so okay 
I still have to find the right music for it. I still have to find music for it. That's the biggest. That's the biggest thing about it because there's so much atmosphere in that particular episode. Um, There's so many cool things that Emily and Wicked and I did on the fly, and I really want it produced well. And that's why it hasn't come out yet because I've been too busy to actually do the production. Uh, work on it it's just recorded i gotta find the music i gotta put it all together well um, i look forward to listening to it yeah we had a and good time happened. you were supposed to be on it but you weren't feeling well and we're yeah. sorry about that yeah <sighs> we, we adult life is a thing mm-hmm. which which i wish was not but <laughs> don't we all it yeah <sighs> Adult life, get... af- adult life after baby boomers ruined the world. So. Before we get into uh, too much about about just bitching about our jobs, uh, let's close out the show. Uh, next episode, we're going to talk about the youngest member of BTS. He's good at everything he does. It's the golden maknae himself, John Jungkook. Cook.